the combination of the word of God and the spirit of God will bring to him a productivity in your life. When the God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, have both what you ask or think. He's talking about what you are asking to be done for you and outside of you physically. But he says it's going to be according to the ones that work within you. There is something you need to comprehend, to come into the exact knowledge, awareness of the purpose and the provisions of God for your life. If there is no avenue where you enjoy what you are doing or that satisfaction in what you are doing, there is a problem. That is a problem. Was it called um, talk show? Uh, we come together to do a kind of panel session to listen, to be able to rub minds together and all that. So, but then um, I want to actually teach what I was supposed uh, to do uh, this month: living the life of prophets. Living the life of prophets. Don't forget First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven. So, First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven says that He has given us the Spirit or manifestation of the Spirit. To profit with us. So we know that by the Spirit we can profit. Somebody say, I profit by the Spirit. Alright, so we know that these are year of profit. And so we can't do it without the Spirit. He said, I commend you unto God and to the word of His grace. What that word God means, I commend you to the Spirit and to the word of His grace which is able to build you and give you inheritance or the profiting among those who are sanctified. It's very important. And so we know that by Hebrew 4 verse 1 to 2, it talks about the word that was preached to them was also preached to us, but the word was not mixed with faith in them that heard it, and so it could not profit them. Alright? That means the word could not produce what the word actually carried to produce in their life in them because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say, I profit by the word. Say it louder. Say, I profit by the word. So that means it has to be mixed with faith. He said, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace. So it means the combination of the word of God and the spirit of God will bring to about productivity in your life. And so we know that um, it's a year of profit and we do not have a choice than to take certain giant steps or to live supernaturally, financially, maritally, for students, academically, mentally, and in all areas of our life. Alright, from the level where we are now to a higher level. So it's necessary that there is a change of status or a change of level, alright, by the word of God and by the spirit of God, which will bring about the profiting or profitability in our life. Now, don't forget that this profiting we are talking about or the profit can also be referred to as productivity. It can also be referred to as fruitfulness. It can also be referred to as benefit or help or common good or advantages or blessing. So you see it in the light of that. All right. Wherever you see blessing in the scripture, you put profit. Wherever you see fruitfulness or be fruitful, he's saying be profitable. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in Genesis chapter 1, we all know that after he has blessed them, he spoke unto a man. He said, be what? Be fruitful. Now, the first word a human being will hear, you know, in his life. Is to be what? To be fruitful. And that is why your self-actualization is in your productivity. Alright? What makes you feel like a man? Or make, what makes you feel so, you know, satisfied in life that you are fulfilled is the, the manifestation or the profiting on the outside, the productivity. Not just on the inside, productivity on the outside. I mean, a man feels he's accomplished when he is productive. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want to get a man to be you know, mad with himself, then let him be a failure 
on the outside. Alright? That is where the real satisfaction about life is. Alright? That is where. So now we are looking at, you know, one of the ways by which we can live the life of profit, which is loving to profiting. Loving. Now, we, we know that we've been um, in Bible study on Wednesday where we look at love. We've, we've been in um, 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 love sense, you remember? And then we talked about different dimensions of love, different issues about love and blah, blah, and then we try to resolve it. But you see, I want to just quickly bring, do a recap of what we have done in summary. Alright? So that I can, you know, launch into what I really want to, because I want to really dig deeper. You know, into the dimensions of the love of God that will eventually play out in your daily activities. That if those things don't play out, you're practically playing out in your daily activities. If they don't play out in your daily activities, you might not have that self-actualization or fulfillment that we are talking about. Alright? Which is very important. So, we want to see how love connects to our business, connects to our vision, connects to our um, career, connects, do you understand, our, to our marriage, connects to our friendship and relationship. So you cannot but love because that is who God has made you to be. Do you know we find out that God is love? I mean, it's clear in the scripture. First John chapter 4 verse 8, he says God is what? Love. First John chapter 4 verse 16, he says God is what? Love. And if we are born of God, we are born of love. And if we are born of love, we are what? Love. So if you see a lion giving birth, he won't give birth to cat, he will give birth to what? Lion. So what that means is that God already told us that we have the capacity. We are not just love, we have the capacity to love. And that's why the Bible says that hope does not disappoint. Hope does not make a shame. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Hope does not disappoint. He said, for the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Somebody said, the love of God is in my heart. He said, I have the love of God in my heart. Say, I am a love being. So now we know that we have capacity to love. Now that we have capacity to love does not mean we are loving. Or that we are working in love. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are certain things you might have. You might have a phone you don't use in your house now. That you have it does not mean you are using it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright? You can have a line you are not, you have not activated. So, it can be there. The love is being poured, you know, in abundance in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But that does not mean we have deliberately engaged the love of God and start working in that sense. I want you to take note of this. Love is a crucial force for productivity. Love is a crucial force for productivity. Even in business, if you go after profit, you will miss it. But if you go after love in business, you will get profit. That is the truth. You know, the definition of success is you are in love with People to the extent that you are concerned about their needs and you look for a way to meet their needs. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you cannot see the need of the people if you are not in love, you are not in love with them. You cannot see the needs of the people if you are not in love with them. You cannot be successful in your academics if you are not in love with your academics. I mean, that's where we are going. And I will show you. Is all there in the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 13. I want to quickly establish how so crucial the love of God is. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 to 3. You will see there. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and of angels, but have no love, I have become sanding brass or a clanging cymbal. So he said, I'm just making noise. Now if you see somebody speaking in tongues, to you they are very spiritual, right? But Bible says they are noise makers. 
if they don't have the love of God in them. So somebody can be making noise, right? Somebody can be making noise. Praise the Lord. There and though I have the gift of prophecy, praise the Lord. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, don't forget to say all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith, when you say all knowledge, it looks like if you have all certificates, if you have all experience, all experience, all right, you understand all mysteries. There's nothing anybody will bring, and then you will not be able to demystify. Look at it. He said, you can decode things. Though I have all faith. So when he says all faith, it means that there is nothing you cannot get done by your faith. So that I could remove mountains. No one. He said, but have not love, I am what? You know what God is saying? God is saying that in some cases you can be acting out those things and you think it is love that is producing them whereas love might not be there. Look at what he says. I am nothing. The first one he said, I make noise. This one he said, I am nothing. You know, this one, you don't even exist at all. Go to the next verse. The next verse will shock you. He said, and though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, this is what I want you to get into. That love is beyond feelings. Love, love is not sarcasm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Love is not generosity. It's beyond it. Somebody can give you things to destroy you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people who come in marriage because of what they want to get, not because of what they want to give. And sometimes they will have to give some things in order to get what they want to get. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. So you look at it. He said, and though I bestow all my goods, all my goods, so all, all, that I don't even retain anyone for myself to feed the poor, all my goods. He said, and though I give my body to be born, but I have not love, it profits me what? This is how I find out that love needs to profit. Love does what? Uh-huh. It does profit so he said, there is no other thing you are doing if love is not in connection with what you are doing when it comes to generosity, your giving, your whatever. If love is not the motivation or the conviction at the base of it, not on, on the premise of love that you are doing it, he said, it brings no productivity to you. So love is a force for productivity. Praise the Lord. If you go to verse 13, he said, out of faith, hope, and love, love is the what? Is the greatest. So everything work, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. Everything in the kingdom is done by love. Don't forget Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says that, you know, that circumcision, or no circumcision of, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or circumcision avails anything, but faith working through what? True love. So it means that faith might not be able to produce the desired result if it's not going to walk through the love of Christ in our heart. Praise the Lord. And that is why on Wednesday, when we looked into the Bible study, we're talking <laughs> really so We came with seven standard questions about love. Seven standard questions. And I told people to define agape and then we look at it as unconditional and all this and all that. And then I remember people were saying that even when people offend or when people cut corners behind you or whatever, you, you are forgiving them but you still want them to learn lessons. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you, somebody said, you know, my own is just justice. Justice, 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 justice. 
And then somebody said that, look, in Romans chapter 10, verse, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 to 10, he says that the love of God makes you to actually come out to become like a second fiddle, like somebody who yielded or give up his rights. Are you getting that? That that is the love of Christ. <laughs> what rights do you have? I mean, let, let, let me tell you something. You, you know that you don't have right to, but compared to the rights that God will give you if you yield to what you have, compared to what, where God wants to take you, do you understand? When we say people should give, what do you have that you are holding? Compared to when God does bless you like this, embarrass everything, embarrass everything about what you are trying to hold. So it's very clear that love is a force, a major determinant when it comes to productivity or making profit in life. Love is not a feeling. Love is not a positive disposition. Um, not, love is not just you know, putting up smile and all that. That's, that's not love. That's why those who are in true, unconditional, agape love of God, they are not people that are given to emotional things. Alright? Love is not an inordinate affection towards somebody or anybody. It's not a positive, just positive disposition to your career or uh, business. Love is not, you know, just a feeling to your business or your career. Because if it's just a feeling, once you lose a deal, you might stop the business. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, it's not a feeling to your ministry. It means that the day I come to church and people are no more than 10, I can say I want to pack up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because things on the outside will actually dictate your feelings. Praise the Lord. Somebody was telling me, say, how can election just be postponed like this? That pastor, I'm on my way out of the country. I said, bye-bye. That was the meaning of this. And that is why those who are not in love, those who are in love in this country, with this country, not by feeling, hmm? will not be disappointed of what happened. Oh, that is the truth. You might be surprised, but you will not be disappointed. Because, you see, you don't have unnecessary expectation of the one you love. Did you get what I'm saying? In that love that you have towards what you are doing, and or towards the person you have that love towards, eh? Their mistakes is part of the package of the love. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, let's move on. To be profitable in life, marriage, business, academics, career, and spiritually in kingdom service, you must be in love with whatever you are doing. Let me tell you, it's been proven. Even those who are academically successful, they love where they are. Have you noticed that the reason why you, when you were a student, the reason why you had issues in a particular course is because you, it started with the hatred that you have towards the lecturer. And that is the truth. And most students don't understand this fact. Because it's when you graduate, you now realize that, ah, we are even colleagues, so me and that lecturer, we are now colleagues. Are you getting what I'm saying? And on that level, they don't relate with you as a student. There's something about them that don't make them to relate with students as friends. They believe probably you go beyond your boundary or you take them for granted or whatever, whatever. But if you have gained advancement in your own mental capacity concerning the way they are, 
and you are truly in love with the love of Christ towards whatever anybody is doing, you just overlook it, my friend. You will never have any problem. The same thing with a boss who is a crazy demon. De, you know what is a de, full of demons, demonic boss. If the love of God and if with that love you are going to you are going to destroy everything that is. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same thing. And let me tell you. There is no believer that will be productive in life without meeting all those challenges. Alright? There is no way you will, without meeting challenges, forget it. You know, Jesus Christ did not say that when you see a mountain, just talk to me to cast the mountain. He said, you will believe with your heart. And you will what? Declare with your mouth that be thou what? Removed. Is that you? So it means that there will be mountains. So love is an act of conviction which is a derivative of revelation. Love is an act of conviction which is a derivative of revelation. So it means that it's beyond what we see in the physical. You don't, you don't join a career or start a career because you like the way they suit up. That's, that's positive disposition. It's beyond that. You don't join a trade because you suddenly open their book and say, Jesus, oh worry. You don't do that. You join a trade and a business because there is a rest in your spirit. Let me tell you something. I wrote something here. I said, believers must not start a journey or must not begin a venture, or must not be part of friendship that have never seen God being part. And if God is love, if God is love, so it means that whatever you are getting into, regardless of the disappointments or challenges or whatever you face there, you enter on the premise of the fact that God is already in it before you get there. Praise the Lord. So human beings have impulsive nature. And that has led a lot of people to make wrong choices, especially marital. You can imagine people getting married to people because of addiction. Stupid things. Addiction. <laughs> the reason why people lose the business and lose their money is because the reason what they just they just the information they heard about the business is that look, if you put 100%, they will be giving you 30% without touching your 100%. And he says, MMM. <laughs> Have you noticed, when you see things that will just quickly suit you, your affection, in fact, there's a way you judge, ah, God, why did you tell me, why did you connect me with this guy since all these days? We are asked, we are going the wrong direction. Bible says there is a way that seems right. And the hand is what? Ah, Proverbs 16:25. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible in two places. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is what? Is the way of death, destruction. The way shouldn't seem right. The way should be right. There's difference between seems. There is a babe that seems like the babe. There is a boob that seems 
a bull. Is it a bull? There is a bull that seems like the bull. Praise the Lord. But the end is what? The end is Kasabubu. Praise God. Uh, there is a job that seems right. You see that? There is a friendship that seems right because you meet on the plane. So you see people getting into relationship, getting into career because of how it appears on the outside. You see them getting into things because, I mean, there are certain things that even looks good. Do you understand? He said, she, she has a good character. <laughs> character is not enough for marriage. You'll be shocked, though, that the only thing that sustains you in marriage is conviction. And there can't be conviction without purpose. And once you're in purpose, there is profit. It's not even love. In the hierarchical order of what you consider before you get into any marriage or anything with anybody when it comes to marriage, love comes last. Let me tell you, you can be put in a condition where you start loving your dog. So love is not... The, the, you know the love I'm talking about? I'm not talking about agape now. I mean, you just you don't start developing feeling for your dog because that's the only thing you see in your life. Have you seen medical doctors marry medical doctors because they, we left them in school and then they, can't, they see the rest as being too... So they, they see themselves, world round, all those things. And then before you know it, the only thing they are seeing is their mates. I have a lady that told me, he said, I never, I am going to be different in my life. I ended up at the end of the day with a doctor. I said, can you see? I don't even talk those things again so that it won't look like, oh, is it not the will of God? So I, I keep quiet. I wanted to say, can you see your life now? You know, you remember you said you can never. You know that she never had conviction for the statement she made. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah, if she had conviction, if it's in the next 10 years, you wait. You don't know what conviction is. You don't know what conviction is. Have you noticed when there's a little delay like this, it affects your affections and feelings? Because there's a little delay. You buy the land and you, you, all the prophecy says you will build it the next year, the following year. And there is a little delay. The fourth year you have not been able to even build on the land. I said, Father, don't you think it would be better to sell this land? <laughs> Maybe it's a wrong land. And when you hear that they are doing one masquerade, uh, a good stuff very close to the land, you say, ah, it's no spirit, it's no spirit. Unnecessary things that is actually not the real thing that we are talking about when it comes to love. As a believer, there must be God, or I, which is love, or who is love, in whatever we are doing as a rest in our spirit. Let me open you up to something in the scripture. You know, I find out, you know, Bible never talked about Abraham being in love. What did Bible talk about? Abraham, the father of so when you hear Abraham, what comes to your mind? Good. And there's a way you can think of hope too. Because the Bible says he hope against hope. Even when you think of Sarah, faith. There was a particular chapter dedicated to for the, all of them in Hebrew, chapter 11. And you know that this is a faith chapter. By faith, by faith, by faith. There was nothing like by love. Have you noticed? 
But I will show you today things that actually, you see, it wasn't written that, and Abraham was in love with God. But how he went on a three day journey to sacrifice his son to the God, nothing was written about that he was in love with. We need to sit down and just imagine it. For his faith could not have worked without love. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Turn your Bible to the book of Ephesians. I want to show you something. Because this love is in levels. Ephesians chapter 3. We read from verse 12. Go to verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul speaking. Verse 15. For whom, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. I want you to see the prayer I prayed. Look at what it says. The whole earth is named. Verse 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And there is strength for your spirit. He said, when strength comes to your spirit, according to the riches of his glory, he says, then Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in... They were in love, but they were not rooted. I want you to take note of something here. Because when we are talking for productivity, when we are talking productivity, it's not a surface level. Eh? You will have access, free visas. You become, they will tell you, come and become citizen in this country, come and become citizen in that country. But because of the conviction you have for this country, you stay here. You can only travel and come back. Let me tell you, there will be people who will be far, far better in good character, diction, appearance, beauty, everything, than your spouse. Being rooted and grounded in... You are so grounded that you cannot think otherwise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have you seen people that after their spouse has gone to be with the Lord, it's still like their spouse is still with them. Rooted and... This is what is called conviction. Can you see it? When you say something is rooted in something, you can't be saying, ah, oh, after all, remove me, take me here. You don't remove something that is what? Rooted. So when God is saying that be ye unmovable, you know, steadfast, you know, um, always abandon in the work of the law. This is what he's talking about. It can only happen by the love you have for the work of the law. If you love God, you love his work. So when he says be ye unmovable, this is what he's talking about. That you have conviction for what you are doing. And the conviction is love. See, there are so many businesses and the reason why they fail is because there is no, they are not rooted and grounded. Relationships just come up and disappear. Because they are not rooted and grounded what? In love. Now, I know people who say that faith may dwell in your heart. Everything is a faith, faith, faith. You know, faith for this, faith for that. Have you seen it that do I have all faith? Are you getting what I'm saying? That do I have what? All faith. Uh-huh. So you know faith is not the ultimate. God never says he is faith. Do you know God is not faith? Do you know God is not hope? God is what? God is love. So, you can, see, when he says, I'm being rooted and grounded in love, he says, I'm being rooted and grounded in God. 
Can you see it? Go to the next verse. You understand now. He said, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height. This is what I want to speak about. The dimensions of God's love. Alright? The width looks like, look, as you are in this love, the love creates restrictions and boundaries for you. Listen, I'm not going to, I'm just going to mention that in details. Look at what the length talks about. The length talks about how broad your heart can be so big, or that how, how broad your heart can be to be able to tolerate and accommodate excesses of other people. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. It might not even be other people, it might be excesses of your career. You know, I find out that people who are distracted to doing so many things are not always successful in life. Have you, have you noticed that when you say this man is great, there's only one thing the person is great about? He might even have other things, so, but there's something you always know. When you say Akintola Williams, you know, and you get what I'm saying. When you say Adedibu, you know, it's just one thing. You will never hear Adedibu was a mechanic, Adedibu was a this, he might have investment in every other. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, your generation might not know Adedibu again. It's been a long time. But when you mention one thing, you will know. Now, guys in this country, when you mention their name, it's banking that will come to your mind. Even the ones that seem to be investing in everything, and the ones that want to, Dangote that wants to start a refinery now, and there's something everybody knows Dangote for. What is it? Cement, me. Dangote and cement is they are synonyms. <laughs> Whereas he has other investment, but that was what brought him. Do you understand? In a way, do you get? That's what people. Once you say Steve Jobs, there's something that comes to your mind. When you say, um, uh, 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 what is it? Bill Gates, there's something. Bezos, there's something that comes to your mind. Why do you now want to start at the beginning of your own career with many things? You know why? There's no conviction. You don't know. You are not sure whether this one will work. So that's why you move from MMM to WW, and then from WW to Are you get what I'm saying? To why, why, why? Praise God. Conviction. And that's why people move from one spouse to the other. It's not there. People are not even spiritual. Spiritual body in a system, in a belief, in a belief system like hers, a body of Christ. People are moving. Porting from one person to the other. So look at it. Lens. It talks about how broad it could be. Death talks of the thought, your thoughts. And your fellowship in the love. The height talks about the understanding, the wisdom, and the knowledge you attain in Him. Now, we are not going to stop here. Go to the next verse. You will see the meaning of this now. He said, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the what? The fullness of God. When he's talking about all the fullness, you know, there's a way you spiritualize the scripture, it's already spiritual. The scripture is already spiritual. So when you hear the fullness of God, you're saying, okay. What comes to your mind? The fullness of God. Okay. The Holy Spirit and the leg is what has been inside me. So the head is coming. The leg is coming. When it's okay, the fullness of God, okay. That is not even the matter. I have the, I have the Holy Spirit holy in me, but I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have Holy Spirit more full. He's going to occupy everywhere. 
Do you understand? Now, sometimes we just imagine certain things. Most of the time, we don't connect physical things with what God is saying. When you say fullness of God, he says this is the love. He says the love of God that will drive you into the fullness of God, into the fullness of God. So when we're talking about the supernatural, supernaturally, the fullness of God. When I say financially, the fullness of God. When I say maritally, the fullness of God. So it means that nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything is exact. Concerning this deal, fullness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Concerning this life, fullness of God. Now what we bring you into that is a conviction. Look at what it says in verse 20. It said, based on this, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. So there will be productivity according to the power that works within us. When you say God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think, is he talking about what you are asking for, for to be done within you? He's talking about what you are asking to be done for you and outside of you, physically. But he says it's going to be according to the ones that work within you. Don't forget, the Bible says God is in us. Works in us both to will and to do of his what? Of his good player. So take note of these four dimensions. And I will bring them up from the life of Job, and from the life of Abraham, and from the life of God. Those four dimensions, the width, the length, the, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ. Don't forget, he's talking about you being rooted and grounded so that you can comprehend that's why we say this thing is about conviction. Because there's something you need to comprehend. There's something you need to what? Comprehend. To come into the exact knowledge and awareness. An awareness of the program of God for your life. Awareness of the plans of God for your life. Awareness of the purpose and the provisions of God for your life. Now don't forget that Abraham was blessed. And Bible says... We bless you, Genesis chapter 12. I will make you great and you shall be a blessing. Now, we saw the blessings in different dimensions. We saw it physically in his life. Do you remember that? He had resources. He had materials. He had people. He had wealth. And he had inheritance. Now, you know the peak of the inheritance is Jesus Christ. I hope you know all that. Good. And then he was great. He was referred to as the father of faith. And also the faithful. And then is a blessing up to now. Do you know that? And the blessing, being the blessing of Abraham, comes to us through the Jesus Christ that was hung on the tree. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. So we're going to look at how the dimensions of this law plays out in the life of Abraham on the practical terms. You cannot claim you will have the love of God and you don't have these four dimensions in your life. And you cannot have three. The four works together. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot claim to have it in part. I have the first two. Alright? Then I will be talking about God as well. Love is very spiritual. Love is a vision. Love is a conviction. Number one, passion. Number one is passion. You know, some of us are so used to not learning anything in church. So you come, you don't even bother to bring pen and um, something to note what we are saying. And you know, life is so better. In those days, we were so analog that nobody was recording anything. So when you don't write it, when the Spirit is saying it, it's gone. 
Yes. So I think it started with print media. So when people want to teach, they will come with a printed that will be circulated. I remember I so much treasured the word of God in those days that when I go for our own Anglican meeting on Monday, I will not be able to attend Deeper Life Bible study. And I will tell my friends who attend Deeper Life to keep a copy of their Bible study outline. If my father's house is searched today, I will still get a bag there. It's yellow. That bag is yellow. That's why I used to keep the outline. I will go through it before the end of that week. I will underline. I will study. The man will always bombard the outline with a lot of scriptures. I don't know, maybe they still do outline now. But that's how so much we... Tra- we nobody is going to get the recorded tape anywhere before we started getting cases. Now, when it's even recorded, people don't even bother. It looks like people are not convinced about coming to church for service. People are just coming to fulfill all righteousness. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, don't, you know when you are convinced to come to church to actually meet with the Lord, there's an expectation in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when you are told to pray, your own prayer dimension will be different. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's like somebody crossing a bad year into a new year, supposedly. There's a way you pray. Say, this new year, prophetically, is a good year. And you can't wait to escape the bad year. And they say, you have to pray that your angels must be hearing your voice in heaven. Your dimension of conviction will be better. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it looks like the way we come together, it has turned from a spiritual entity into a social entity. Do you get what I'm saying? Like we just come to come and have a kind of social fun and just enjoy the music. And then, you know, sometimes in the summer we laugh and then, you know, those things we just hope they play out in our life. We fulfill all the righteousness and Jesus shouldn't forget us by the time he comes back. Look, let me tell you something. You cannot go through this earth without making a mark on it. That's how God has designed you. You'll be going to heaven broke. And you enter heaven does not mean you are not broke to enter. What that means is that you enter heaven like this. You see crowns, you can't take them. It's one thing to have heads. It's another thing to have crowns. And let me tell you, those people on the other side of the, the divide, they also go into things. Deeper, 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 deeper into things. Devil tells them things that will bring about conviction. They, you see, they can't sell their souls if devil has not told them things. They can't sell their souls. Devil tempted Jesus. He wanted to give Jesus things. Say, everything this I will give you, just frustrate. And people are worshipping demon, dragon, simply because they want to take the wealth of this world. And God is saying, you just be rooted and grounded. You are not going to leave your soul. It will be intact, and then you'll be in eternity. Christians should be more serious than them. Passion. God was so passionate that Bible says he's mindful of us. Have you thought about it? In this? Have you seen it before in the Bible? The Bible says, you know that the, the evil, there was a cry in heaven. That what is it? These men start, they continue to disappoint you. They continue to, can't you create another being to replace them? What is man that you have are mindful? Now, tell me somebody who says he's in love and is not mindful of the person. You are not passionate. You are not, you say you are in love with your business and you are not passionate because they postpone the lecture and there is, that day is wasted. There is no passion. You see that there is now an opportunity to watch TV and relax and be dengelo. There is no passion. You are not in love with what you are doing. You don't understand what I'm saying. 
There are no public holidays in the school of passion. What are you talking about? You don't hang your leg on January 1st. Leaders in this church, we were in about eight hours meeting. January 31st, in December 31st until January 1st. Even those who didn't have passion, my passion carried them. <laughs> my passion carried them. They didn't have a choice. They were VAT like around 435. They have never entered the new year like that before since they were born. We don't hang our boots, praise God. You hang it, you lose your head. Passionate. And that's why you begin to doubt if somebody does not call you in three, four days and says he's in love with you. There's no passion. If there's no passion in love, my friend, break up. What is passion? Let me show you. Passion is a strong and extreme or an extravagant fondness of something or someone. It is the enthusiasm or desire for someone or a thing. The gate was so passionate of his books. Listen to me. That's why students fail. No passion. There is no passion. You don't have passion for what? He said, "What? See, I'm supposed to be in medicine. They gave me a Greek extension. Not a Greek. You know, if it's a Greek, how can you supposed to be in New York? I'm not. Well, let me not use that because you can say Messi is New York and then Lagos is uh, a Greek. <laughs> but that's not a perfect example. My friend, farmers are richest people in this country. Except that it's not yet being explored. It's not yet being explored. So don't, let's say, I read a professional course. Life has gone beyond professional course. I hope you know that. Uh I'm a chartered lawyer. Stay there. So, (laughs) chartered lawyer. So, passion is enthusiasm and desire for someone. Or for a team. So how can you be aiming at New York? And instead of being given Lagos, they're giving Sagam. <laughs> Sorry to the Sagamu. Passion. Let me tell you the of every vision is a passion. Are you listening to me? It drives you. You read in the night while others are sleeping. Have you seen believers sleeping all the night? Whereas our parents, our mothers who believe in God, who don't have as much knowledge as we have, by default they pray in the night. Almost every day. Some of them, if they are waking up like this, they wake up with psalms. It's already in their mouth. You have tried to cram it. You can't cram it. No passion. No nothing. There's no, you can't interact with the scripture. You cannot internalize it. It's difficult. Even the ones you internalize in school. Immediately after exam, you just externalize it. <laughs> there is no drive. Have you noticed? Recently somebody told me, he said, Pastor, is discovered. When we noticed about two, three people that drop out, alright, that we know. And then somebody said, I said, Pastor, it's now common. People don't finish. They just drop out. He said, they, just, they, they see school now as a social gathering. Where you go and have fun, not for learning. That people have not opened any book this year to read. You cannot be, you want to live a profitable life. The only proof of passion is pursuit. The only proof of passion is what? You know, the Bible says there's a word of a man 
with a maid pursuit. It's in the book of Proverbs. It's called the mystery of four things. The mystery of the fourth thing. Have you noticed for a man to get a woman, he will pursue. Some pursue three months, some three years. I heard recently of seven years. And the lady is yet to say yes. I said, this must be an attack from your home. Are you late? You know the song? Are you late? Talk well, I'll be in Ken Franklin's voice. Are you late? But you see, is that not passion? <laughs> is that not passion we are talking about? The man is passionate. Foolishly passionate. Because that's why I said the four of them cannot work without themselves. By the time I finish the remaining three, it balances, they balances one another. They balance themselves. The proof of that you are in love is that you have what? Passion for what you are doing. There are people, they, they force them to study medicine. They are importing and selling computers now. Then where is your testoscope? Say we have hand gift, Pastor. <laughs> we gave it to them. If the government gave us the certificate, we gave the testoscope to our parents. They insisted. You know, I've told you there is a demon in Africa that is called a witchcraft manipulating demon. Parents deciding for children and not training them in the way they should go. Bible says when they, when you train a child, see, what that means is that you train a child to be able to be to make decisions, quality. Correct decisions. And then by the time they grow, they make those decisions themselves. And then they go by that. And people are regretting now. It's their mother that told them to marry the person they married. In some cases, they even carry it to the household of God. The only revelation I have about anybody's marriage is that it's 30 minutes in church by the time you come for wedding. Your wedding, that's the only revelation I have. I'm a pastor of a mega church. I can't be having revelation for 200,000 people's marriage. It's only God. And you get what I'm saying? My own is to join and finish everything within 30 minutes. There's no procession. There's no depression. There's no whatever. You are not proceeding. Just, are you ready? God bless you. Lift up your holy hands. We give God praise. Believers, let's rejoice. For them, is the day the Lord has made. The program has finished. If you forget the ring, we'll use somebody else's ring. <laughs> or the ring bearer is sluggish. <laughs> because there is no time. Somebody say no time. No. Productivity, it, it demands that you are so passionate that you can't waste a single time. In your dream, you are thinking purpose. So, that's why people are romancing cockroach in their dream. There is nothing about purpose there. We go. Somebody had told me before. He said, "I saw cockroach pursuing me on the, in the dream." I said, "Go and I didn't pray for the person." I said, "Go and sleep back and pursue the cockroach." There's no time for that, self. You need to be passionate. Don't have passion for wrong things. That's the problem of people. They put all their 
energy in wrong direction. And that's why they are disappointed. You know, when they, have you seen people breaking up, tearing up, and all those things? Because they break up, they already have their passion and everything in the wrong direction. Ah, pastors suffer a lot too. Pastor's work is a serious work. Eh? And some people break up like this as, as if you are the one that break up. Eh? Well, let us talk. Some talk. The proof of passion is what? Abraham was a very passionate Abraham. When God told him about the vision of the land, he was so passionate, he was only concerned about the what? The land. When God told him about his siege, he was so passionate about it. He was telling them, at the age of 75, at the age of 80, at the age of 85, I have a promise from God. I have the, For God to say that for him, you see, I can't hide these things from Abraham. He will tell his children's children. So to an extent, God knows that Abraham has been very passionate. How can God want to tell you to sow a seed? And he says that, go to the Mount of Moriah. Go and, go and slaughter her. Do you know that God did not request that in chapter 12? Mm. What God requested is, go out, right? And when he went out, went into Egypt, came back, God spoke to him, blah, blah. check his life. It looks like the more you walk closely with God, the more God gives him, demand of him, great things. By the time he got to chapter 22, he said, take that your only begotten son. The one you suffer for 25 years to get. He said, your son, your only begotten son. That was the first time I saw a picture of Christ. Because God wanted him to love like him. Bible says, for he so much loved the world that he gave his only begotten uh-huh. So you can derive it for that of Abraham. That he so much loved the Lord that he wanted to give his only begotten. He actually gave it. And God brought about replacement. So Abraham is not just a father of faith. He's a grandfather of love. For faith will not have worked for him. Was three days, you can't join in three days to go and sow a seed. Three hours, you'll have, you'll have changed your mind. <laughs> you'll have changed your mind. <laughs> now, Father, there is traffic, yes. <laughs> we don't know the way. <laughs> I think, Father, I'm away. It's one thing for God to say, sow a seed here. It's another thing for Him to tell you to go to Port by road <laughs> to go and sow a seed. The Bible says it's a three days journey. Passion. Somebody say passion. Good. Passion. Passion. Number two, commitment. Our God is mindful of us. It's very important. Don't say you are in a relationship and you are not passionate about the relationship. My friend, you are not in a relationship. Or you are in a fake relationship. There are fake things now. Fake news. Fake relationships. Commitment, state of quality, state of quality of being dedicated. I learned something very early from Bishop Oedepo. I realized that if you are dedicated, even your courage will reveal it. He said, I asked God, who will pay me? He said, God told him, I will pay you. And that is where I got that um, statement that God is not a tax master, is a, a paymaster. And he said something. He said, we are deadly committed. 
We, this is one thing we are doing most work. We are deadly committed. He said, we throw ourselves on the altar. If it doesn't work, we are finished. You know that two people cannot decide like that in a marriage and the marriage will not work. And they say, there's, there's an intruder. But there's somebody behind I expressing for chatting with my new water spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's demonic. For you to sometimes think, hey, hey, are you not the one again? You know it's demonic. Do you know that people who just go to work and look at their career and say, ah, maybe I was not supposed to be thinking of this thing I'm saying. There are things that will come against you that will make you think that way, but it will be difficult for you. The level of your commitment is so high to what you are doing. The state or quality of being dedicated. Dedication of love places or puts a restriction of freedom of action or works. You know that Abraham was corrected that he should start calling himself the father of you know, it's Abraham to Abraham. So there is, there, is, there is a restriction to what you can say. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a restriction. You cannot want to build a business and you talk anyhow. The love of God will compel you. Give us Second Corinthians chapter 5. I want to read from verse 12, I think. Verse 12. Let's read together if you can see it. One, two, three, go. For we do not commend ourselves again... To you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Verse 13. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is. So it means that whether we are up or we are down is for God. Alright? We are awake and we are asleep is for God. But we are going somewhere. Go to verse 14. Let's read 1 to 3. For the love of God compels us. Because we judged us that if one died for all, then all. The love of God constrains us. The love of God controls us. We feel like speaking like this, but we can't. You know, out of all the relationship I've been in, you are the worst of all the worst. But you can't say it. And as you can't say it, you cannot keep it in your heart. You know, there are people that don't say things, that just accumulate it, only for them to explode later. Look at what it says. Let's read this verse. One, two, three, go. And he died for her, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. That's dedication. That you are no more living any longer for your... Now, do you have a vision to build a financial system or a financial institution that you have become a slave of that vision? That you are no longer living for yourself, but because God has given you that vision, that's what you live for. So every time you wake up like this, you see a book on financial... Are you getting what I'm saying? Anytime you go out, when you see people walking like this, the interpretation of people walking and rushing is financial institution. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that you are so much in love with people. 
And you are looking at how people can easily access loan at little or low, very low interest. So when we talk about the dimension of God's love, love is not, in what is it love is spiritual? It doesn't mean that it doesn't cut across. Or it's, it's, it's not practical. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not practical. It doesn't affect what we are doing. No. It does. So commitment is very important. Now, one of the challenges people have in relationship, marital relationship, is lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. I remember somebody asking me a question. He said, Pastor, out of all the guys that like you, you just like all of them too. And then how can I just say I want to decide my life for one person? Even the scripture says, let your eyes be what? Uh, so it gets to a time that you will decide for one person. It looks like I have many options, but I need to decide for, for one person. Number three, player. Player. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this is an encouragement. There was a time in a meeting I asked people, I said, do you know the word enjoyment is in the scripture? And everybody said, eh, enjoyment. So I said, okay, don't worry. You yourself go find to go search it, and then you find out that there is enjoyment in the scripture. Now, listen to me. What is player? Player is a delight or gratification or satisfaction derived from this from someone or from something. Player is a delight or gratification or satisfaction that you derive from someone or something. Psalm 16 verse 11. Look at what it says. Psalm 16 verse 11. He said, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand is players evermore. Now, you know the Bible says that the joy of salvation. You know the Bible talks about the joy of salvation. Uh-huh. Now, have you noticed that people carry salvation around as if it's a body? Now, people carry salvation around as if it's a sorrow of salvation or sadness of salvation. What this place is saying is that if you are in a relationship with God and you love God, you must enjoy God. Let me tell you, you can't be in a relationship and it's all the time you are frowning your face. There is no time you laugh together. There is no time you will last. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know that's hell. There is no time you, do you get it? The same thing your business. The same thing your career. That if there is no avenue where you enjoy what you are doing, there is a problem. There can't be productivity. So the enjoyment in what you are doing or that satisfaction in what you are doing. Now, look at, look at it. You see, people just think if you don't have a conviction for ministry and you are there, you will be dead. Let me give you an, an example. Results can even kill you. When you know that 50,000 people are depending on you weekly. Now, that's what we call results, Abby. So you believe that those who don't have results or those who don't have members are people that, are, that, that they can be sorrowful. But let me tell you sometimes, whether you are doing a business and you have a lot of money in your account, or you don't have a lot of money in your account, eh? there must be satisfaction. Are you getting what I'm saying? If satisfaction is not there, then you are not really in love with what you are doing. I hope that is clear. 
Pleasure brings up enjoyment and beauty in your relationship or business. Pleasure is the derivative of the satisfaction from what you do or relationship you are in. It is very important that, you know, even God will come in the cool of the day to have fellowship with the one he has what? Created. So why does he demand that we worship him? His player. It takes, he inhabits the praises of his people. It takes player in fellowshipping with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? It looks like everything that he has created, he was so satisfied. It takes pleasure in the works of his creation. You can see that. So there must be that dimension at work in your life that is called pleasure. And let me tell you, regardless of what you are going through in life, those are the things that keep you going in the school of purpose. Somebody asked you a question here. I think it was here. When somebody said that a lady is earning much, and then a guy is working business, and then the business is not bringing enough yet to make the guy to be fully financially independent and the lady has been waiting and the lady has been waiting let me tell you whoever we first and foremost build something great in life that is how it starts i was in a i was in plane with uh, on the plane with uh, we went to ministers in the same place some some years a lot of years ago bromai bamilia and his wife so we're talking we're just chatting and we're just sharing in the plane so he said that, he said that, you know, he said ministry is like foundation, it's like building. He said, sometimes when you are digging your own foundation, some people have completed their building. And that's why you don't compare yourself with yourself. What God sends everybody is different. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are pastors who are fulfilled and who have fulfilled their calling by having a reach to like about one million people. And there are people who... The members of TDJX are in every continent. You know TDJX? There are people who gather people and they have 5 million members or 10 million members and they are fulfilled. There are people, their own is 20,000, according to the capacity that God has given to everybody. And that's why you cannot compare yourself with yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is that. But let me tell you something. That you derive player. At whatever stage God is dealing with you. See, something can bring display up. And what can bring display at times is the results in the life of others. Especially the ones that are younger. You have to take pleasure in what you are doing. So I remember Brahmax mentioned something. He said, you know, if you are building a story building, your foundation will be different from somebody... Who is building a skyscraper? That story building that that person is building, you have to dig times three of it as the foundation or times two of it as the foundation of the skyscraper before you... He said, as you are still digging the foundation, he has finished his own building. As you are still digging, he's already outside enjoying the garden. He has packed inside. And you get as you are still digging and doing some other things on the land, foundation alone, it doesn't even look like anything is happening in your life. You know, when you are going down to build something, nobody sees anything. You know, people don't see foundation, they don't see foundation, and that's why it says being rooted. By the time you are taking roots, nobody sees it. 
But you see, that is the major part of it. Because he says that if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? That is the major part. And once that is in place, then building up on it becomes very easy. So you can imagine, somebody who has two-story building, and then somebody is about to build about 39-story building. And by the time he starts rising, the person that has two-story building, you just look at his building and say, anything, once the driver comes, the tires, and they should be packing it into the two-story building. Because it looks like a store. Or like, uh, are you getting what I'm saying? To whatever you are building. And that is the project that wanted to stop your own. So you must take player in whatever you are doing. Not comparing yourself with yourself. It's foolishness. Abraham took player. Alright? God takes player in the work of his ends. The creation. The last one, sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. sacrifice. Now let me explain this. John chapter 15 verse 12. So Jesus is speaking here. He says, verse 12. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Look at it. He said, the love that, the way I love you is the way you should love others. Look at verse 13. He said, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life. For his... Now, the last one is sacrifice. The problem with player is that if your relationship is all about player, it will crash. There must be time of sacrifice. That's why I said they balance themselves. You can't have player without commitment. You can't have commitment without passion. Are you getting what I'm saying? But this sacrifice is the is the last part that is the most sensitive part that people do not want to put into whatever they are doing. Sacrifice new. Somebody say sacrifice. Let me show you the sacrifice. Go to first John chapter three. Chapter three verse sixteen. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. Didn't he say it in John? You remember he said it in John? So, we also ought to lay down our life for the... What America is enjoying today is the sacrifice of some forefathers. I hope you know that. That they took major risk. Forget it. If you complain about the challenges of Nigeria, there were those challenges in all those countries... True. But some people took it upon themselves to lay down their life. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know you, you can say it's for the brethren, not for the nation. But if you see your nation people as your brethren, you will lay down your life. What does this mean? Does it mean you are going to go to the cross and die for them? Yes. It's part of the sacrifice. Praise the Lord. But I will show you the cross now. Go to the, to the next verse. He said, whoever has these words so he's about to speak the negative or the opposite of what he has said. Say so you have this word good and sees his brother in need and shut up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? Can you see that? So it means meeting people's needs is the sacrifice. That each time you open a particular book to read it, you are reading it for generation. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a group in this church, it's called Communion Business Network, it's a sharing book. 
to read and all those things. I realized that until some people are are held and controlled in shock. Instruction is not enough. Mandated to probably read a book or do something, they are not going to do it. And we don't understand the many of the opportunities that we have now. By the time people start entering for the 550, you will realize that you have wasted a lot of time. Because it was in those days you were supposed to make certain sacrifices. Show me a parent that will not sacrifice for their children. They are jettisoning the, the future of those children. Parents that will fly from Dubai to Chicago at the expense of the quality education that the children are supposed to. They must they sacrifice at every stage in life. We love our parents. God bless our parents. If you check the history of your parents, you will know that at one point or the other, there, was, there were times where they had to sacrifice. Sac- serious one. And there are ones that didn't do any sacrifice. And there are some that will just do a little sacrifice. Are you getting what I'm saying? That I cannot come and kill myself. I've given birth to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> sacrifice is giving up something or someone you consider valuable for the sake of someone or a noble or a better cause. A sacrifice for Abraham to take his only begotten son. A sacrifice. You don't know a sacrifice. I didn't have time to really talk about the life of Abraham. God gave him the blessing. He got a land. Lot divided the land and went away with the best part. I hope you know. And Abraham said, don't worry, you can go. After that, Lot was caught in trouble. They came to tell him that the king, some kings had bombarded some. And then he went, he took the trained servant in his house. And they went after them because of Lot. And rescued the kings and the resources of those cities. Do you remember? Aha. Uh-huh. All those things is because he was committed to Lot. In fact, despite the fact that God told him, you know, God said he was going to destroy Sodom and... You know, the negotiation of Abraham was based... On the fact that Lot was there. Intercession. He was committed, he was passionate about, about Lot. If you check the life of Abraham, you realize that he did not just live a life of faith. He lived a life of, of love. And there would not have been productivity in his life if there, is, there was no passion, no commitment no player in what he was doing and then there was no sacrifice praise the lord so sacrifice means giving up something or someone you consider valuable for the sake of someone or a noble or a better cause sacrifice can be painful but it's also very gainful the processes you are going through now sometimes can be very sacrificial you need to go through processes so that you can become an enviable product. So please, even in a marital relationship, there is sacrifice. They are supposed to present a gift of 100,000 at Valentine. They say, Madam, you know there is a way you can use the money as opposed to buy for land. To use to buy land. 
I used to just buy a wristwatch. Are you getting what I'm saying? Which they will steal. Maybe on your way to work. But if you have sacrificed, you just buy a, probably a 20,000 naira wristwatch or 10,000 naira wristwatch. As the case may be, you know everything is relative. All our pockets are different. You might be, instead of buying a wristwatch of 1 million, you buy the one of 100,000. You instead of buying a wristwatch of 10,000, you buy the one of 1,000. So, it is relative. I mean, that's why this is the church of the Lord. Praise God. So, but that sacrifice must always be there. There is a, there is a musician that sang, But what he's saying is that I trek several miles because of my lover. That's sacrifice. Bible says for Jesus, listen, you can see people saying, ha, <laughs> lover should just stay there. <laughs> but sacrifice something. The reason why you are all about God now is because he sent his only begotten son. You don't give anything. You don't do anything and say that you are sacrificing. Then you know what you are talking about. So that your idea will not come to fruition until you sacrifice for the idea. I hope that is clear. Uh-huh. Don't go to Dubai if it has nothing to do with your purpose. See, you will not understand. If somebody like me leave oil and gas, I come and face, start a church with uh, students. You don't understand what it means. Eh? Aha. So, if somebody say, sir, this is visa. And he said, this is come to United States. I said to come and do what? So I told the person, I said, the only thing that can bring me is if I'm attending pastors and leaders conference, TDJX. And maybe the evening or early in the morning that we are talking. To come and do what? Come and price tomato. <laughs> or to go and be shopping those and gabana. Is that what God has sent me? We are not talking about that kind of player. We are talking about player that you derive from the conviction that you have. Not a loose player. I'm not saying you can't go and watch a movie. Alright? If it will calm your nerves. Because you are already having palpitation and it. And uh, you get what I'm saying? Hypertension. Uh, but there's nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, I watch movies. But I'm talking about deriving pleasure from what you are doing. I don't like it when I hear people complain. You see students complaining bitterly about their departments. I am not, I'm not that kind of person. I will punch out the department. Yes. I said, take me away from here. Take me away from here now. Can I go to, can I go to Yoruba language department? If that is where my passion... No, I'm not joking. Don't ever in your life find yourself in things you don't have interest in. It can be very frustrating. People seeing people in relationship that is because somebody was interested and wanted them to be in that relationship. Witchcraft. Because there is no job in the nation. People find themselves in banking only for them to be ranting all the time about banking. Whereas there are people in banking enjoying banking. It just suits their frame and their structure to wake up 5 a.m. and they are there with tie. Counting other people's money. Only for them to grow up to the time they start counting their money. 
All those guys you see as CMD, the MD of banks, they were at one time or the other serving others. So don't think they just reached the place. So. Uh-huh. But they, some people waking up, going, oh, whoa. And the transfer of aggression is what I hate most in my life. Bible says it's better to live in the desert than to dwell with a contentious woman. Somebody who went to bank, boss misbehave, somebody talked, and you come home and to come and unleash the dragon. You have heard something and I've said something. Let's rise to our feet. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Toka Obisaya, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-8547 or send a mail to tokwaobisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.